Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the, we'll call it spring 2018 edition of the Locust State of the Server. Uh, most all of you, I think, have probably been to one of these before. But if you haven't, uh, it's pretty simple. The admins can talk, you guys cannot. Um, towards the, once we're done, we're gonna open it up so that everybody can come in and talk if they so choose. Um, we are adopting a slightly new strategy, as I've noticed on other Discord servers, of when you guys can join later. Um, you'll have to use push to talk just for sanity's sake. Otherwise, Jedi's burbs will uh, <laughs> go off. Uh. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Anyway. Um, so anyway, welcome everybody. Um, we will go through the list generally in order. Um, I will open up the hashtag state of the server channel for you guys to talk in. That's where we would like you guys to ask questions along the way. Um, try to keep it, for the most part, Oh, you beat me to it, Mac. I'm playing. Um, try to keep it to questions and not just idle banter, but we will do our best to get through it and read yeah, what everybody Yeah, towards has. the end, we'll, we'll do a proper sort of, sort of Q&A as well. Yeah. Um, it's generally better for you guys to ask the questions in the channel, the text channel, so we can just respond to them here. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the open session is always at the end. Um, so you guys can talk in the hashtag state of the server thing now. Well done, Drew Doc. Um, okay. Anyway, we'll go in order, and there we do have player questions at the bottom, as we as we see. Um, and I will, we will probably sort of intermix those, because most likely what we're going to talk about is going to touch on what some of those questions are. So that part may not go in order necessarily, but we will just go down the list. So. Uh, starting with C-Train. Uh, most of you know what that is at this point. We had it a long time ago. It was always kind of whatever. At best, it was just you could fight a T-Gen with your town. That was it. There was no modules. You couldn't do offense and defense. And um, We know that there have been some people using private servers to test to train and fight and stuff like that, um, which is not surprising because we know everybody's got their own creative servers and stuff like that. Um, but we always want to make sure that you guys can stay on Loka long enough just to make our own active player count look better. But frankly, we know that if we can, if you can train on Loka, then you're going to get the actual experience that you're going to get on the battlefield for the most part. So there's, there's, and, and we have all the systems in place to just kind of give you almost what you're wanting. So if there's stuff in C Train that we don't have, we know we already are missing some stuff, but please feel free to suggest what you think we're missing, what would help you train better. Because we, we obviously want to keep you on the Loka ecosystem like any company or any game does, as long as possible, but I think it's also more beneficial if you have the the you know the 33% damage, as well as if yeah. no cheats being... It's easier on the player's end as well. They don't have yeah. to mess about with setting up all these other things. If we can provide it, no reason why we shouldn't. Plus, it's the closest thing to what you're going to get in a fight on the server, as it is. Because mm -hmm. some people were saying that they've, you know, they've got some stuff set up, but it doesn't feel quite right. And I, I've always been curious what that meant, like what doesn't feel right about it. And if we ever can get to the bottom of that, I'll be very curious just to, just to know what we're doing besides. Because we don't really do anything in our code. We literally just go player damage, then add 33%, and that's it. We don't do anything else. So, But there's always lag and where the server's hosted and what else is running and stuff like that that probably contributes to the uh, feel. So... Uh, the, the only thing I will add is things like other uh, kind of territories that you could fight in in Sea Train is something that we will probably add over time, um, just to give you a different feel of you know fighting in different biomes and 
probably some yeah. way to customize. I like the to mix it up. Yeah, maybe, maybe kit as well. The kit that you can bring to the fights or whatever. But yeah, right now it's just it is the intro fight that all the new players go through, which is like the Enheb and the Tijin are like five feet apart. It's not exactly an ideal testing situation, but it is there. You can put modules on there, which means you can test those as they come out without having to subject yourself to a big old fight, find out they suck, or are OP, or lag you out, etc, etc. Yeah, and it should be very good if you've got a lot of new players joining your town, you're trying to uh, teach people how to use it, or, or you know, or if you just experienced people trying to perfect strategies, it's, it should uh, cover lots of things. Um, boy, it's always hard to read through all the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'll try and uh, make an app I can't I think that pretty much covers C train. If C but yeah, if, if anyone has ideas, throw it on the suggestions forum. The reason Sorry to cut you off. Um, no, the reason we don't force we don't we, that you have to empty your inventory is just because C train in the past was wiping out people's inventories. I mean, C train was kind of rewritten in a way, so that probably won't happen anymore. But I don't think I tried to say nothing with certainty on Loka because we don't want to risk it. It's basically, right. <laughs> at some point, some subset of features is going to come out where you kind of have to. We have to save inventories better and more stable. And I think once we have a system like that in place where we're confident it works very, very well, then we won't require you to. Um, empty your inventory, but it's just kind of a fail-safe because we really don't want to clear your inventories. Yeah, that's there's lots a, of different scenarios, server restarts, and all sorts of weird things that could cause uh, your inventory not to save and problems, so best to be on the safe side. Um, Alright. I think for sanity and sake, whoever else is, I mean, Mag, if you see questions relevant to what we're talking about, just yeah, chime well, in, otherwise I think we can come back through and sort of ask, answer questions. Because it's gonna, because this can get sidetracked real fast, and probably it's better to just do the things we're gonna talk about in order. Um, so that said, C-Train, that's Advertising Wave. Um, we have one of those, bought. It will start Wednesday. It's through Minecraft forums. It's the same one we've done in the past. Um, it's a great way to get players, single players, ones that aren't tethered to towns, because I think a lot of the people that are joining right now are being brought. So they come to join the server because they're already giving, being brought into a town. And there's a lot of people that have been asking for advertising because they want to recruit new people for reals, and they don't have an easy way to do that. Um, but to be very clear about how this advertising wave works, or at least rather how it works with Minecraft forums, is it's kind of crappy, <laughs> to be honest. It brings us a lot of players. But the way that the, the system works on that site is it just plops your banner down on the server list up top, of course, but it also sticks it in the under the main post of every thread on their forums. And to a lot of people, and this is kind of understandable, it looks like it's a, an, a banner for a server relevant to that post. So it could be any post in the forums. It could be a Pixelmon post. So there's a like Pixelmon post and everybody's talking about it. And then at the bottom of the, right underneath the top post, there's this Loka ad. And so people click on it and then they just come straight to Loka. They don't read anything about what the server is. They come here and then what the first thing they do is they ask, where's Pixelmon? So 
that that's the reason why a lot of the people don't seem to have any idea what the hell Loka is when they join. They ask a lot of weird questions. So, but it does give the slices and above a good laugh. It is a good meme, and it does a you know it's like one percent of the people that come might stick around or be valid. A lot of them are going to join, not see a hub or a mini game server, and quit, and that's fine. But anyway, so be on the lookout for those of you who are wanting to recruit. There will be some players coming, and they won't necessarily be tied to anybody. Once for two weeks as well. It does, yeah. It runs for from Wednesday about noon server-ish, maybe two o'clock or something, till the next two Wednesdays from then. So. Yeah, and we usually give you guys a pre-head advance of when we come up with our uh, our um, advertising goes yep. pushes. So yeah, just so. to give you guys a heads up ahead of time beforehand. So. Get ready to recruit. Um. Hi, nice. Play nice. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the ocean stuff a bit bit later on in terms of uh, 1.13 and what's going on with that. Because um, there's all sorts of things going on with that that we, we need to change and add on our end. So. Mm -hmm. um, treasure knives are the loot crates, basically. I mean, there's no better way to put that. It is going to be the next thing we come out with short of uh, new policies and module updates and um, just that stuff, the, the remainder of what we need to implement for this month plus the next month of, um, of Conquest. Um, but treasure knives are going to be the thing where you can pay 100 orbs or so, tentatively speaking, to open a one of two themed uh, knives, basically. So you'll pay to to start up the knife, the knife will run a short bit, and then it'll spit out something for you. And that thing that it includes will be anywhere from titles to custom kill messages, be it suicides, bow shots, sword kills, drowning, uh, stuff like that. Um, the custom player head helm thing, which effectively means you basically get like a, I don't know, something that looks like a cool crown or something out of it. And that means you can flag it as the thing that you want to be your head piece in a conquest battle. So where we already changed all of your diamond to leather, what we can do is change your leather helm into this cool thing, which means you have this unique helm that you're bringing to fight, so it'll look really sweet. Um, and pets and there will be, I believe, a chance to get all of the seasonal items that you didn't get in the past. Summer fireworks, the snowballs, the and the nether wands and stuff like that. Um, you have a chance to get that out of the crate once, of course. There's no point in getting two. Um, and so basically there's two chests, or two knives, one that's PvP themed and conquest themed in a way. Kill messages, the conquest helms. Um, and then one that's just more generally vanity. Titles and the seasonal item things, uh, the pets, uh, other things, oh, other conquest theme things will be arrow trails, so think the ability to finally have a fire arrow trail, a frost arrow trail, stuff like that. Uh, custom slay effects, so that when you kill a person that you might explode apart in some cool fire or something. Uh, Sparks, different custom uh, overload, lamp overload effects is another one. So when you overload a lamp, think, think Rocket League goal explosion, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you are going, oh boy, more things to lag me out during Conquest. We'll of course have player options and settings, stuff like that, so that you can turn those off if you so choose. 
However, we will always have it on for streams so that you can look super cool and build together your, your list of fire-themed sword stuff so that you shoot fire arrows and when you kill people, they blow up in fire. And if you have like a fire theme going on, it's be a perfect way to do it. Maybe even a fire helm. Man-o-fire, man anyway. Or woman of fire, of course. So anyway, that's the kind of crap that they will have. There will be a new building at spawn. Um, specifically for this, and we're also going to move all of the other various Orby thingies into that building. Um, the heads thing in the town portal room, for example, that's upstairs, that'll move over to that building. So this is just one building to go to for all your orb type purchases and whatnot. So those are the next things that we're working on. That's the next thing that's, be that's beyond Conquest 3 that we're working on. Um, and hopefully we can have that done the next within the next month or so, I would say. Um, I'm sure there were questions about that. Were there questions about that? There's so many typey thingies. About loot crates and stuff? Yeah. I didn't see any really. People are just talking about being targeted. Okay, I'll move on then. Um, um, we get the event items from those crates into a soulbound bag. Oh yeah, so everything you get out of those crates are specifically tied to your account and your account alone. So all of the holiday item type things will also go probably be soulbound items. Um, the helms, the trails, the, all that stuff will just be like those basically in slash profile there's just be this new section where you can turn on which conquest helm am I running, which, which arrow trail am I using, which charge thingy am I using. Um, well, you'll be able to select from multiple kill messages if you wanted to choose from like a random set of three or something like that. Um, you can obviously only use one title at a time. Um, just as a sneak preview, there will be titles like Bald, there will be uh, Smelly. Let me see if I can. I want to pull up because there's a couple of really cool ones in here. I don't wanna... uh, and Marvel's question, are there rarities? There are rarities. Oh, yeah, okay, that's, I guess that's the last bit of it. So, in the event of getting a duplicate item, aka something you've already gotten, it will basically run not uh, dissimilar to the Overwatch system. So you get something that you've already got, it will automatically turn into a dust, val dust resource of some kind. Um, and then all things that are of a certain rarity will cost a certain amount of dust, so that if you just come up dry for 10 openings of the knife or whatever, um, then you'll eventually at some point at least have enough butt, or dust, butt dust, excuse me, <laughs> to, uh, to buy that specific thing you want anyway. So that way you're, you're not screwed. You can eventually, if you get dupes, um, buy the one thing you may want out of the chest or something like that. So let's see. Another question was login streak equal free loot crate question mark. Login streak. Well, more likely it'll be tied into voting is my guess. Uh, voting seems like a, a logical extension of of giving you some like a free crate opening or something like that. That's the kind of stuff that, or maybe even like winning the fish tournament gives you a free crate opening. That's the kind of stuff that we like, we'll probably do. Um, just cause logging in for, logging in just to log back out, we, we don't really want that. I mean, if you're doing that to vote, at least we get something out of it too. We get votes, but it doesn't help if you just pop on for five minutes, that's boring. You, you didn't give a time frame, did you? You just said this is the next thing that's coming out? Well, hopefully it'll come out, you know, mid-May or something like that. That's okay. the idea. Uh, it's, it's fairly well along. It's just they're just kind of tying things together and perfecting the systems and making the opening of the knife animation all neato and stuff like that. So. 
Alright, um... Oh, Conquest 3 review. So... I'm gonna actually skip ahead just to do Arena Season 5 before we do Conquest 3, because I think that's gonna be the biggest thing we're gonna talk about for almost the entire time. It's just that it's gonna cover a couple people's questions and stuff like that. Arena Season 5 is what follows Loot Crates. Um, it will be updating everything about our RP slash PvP system to be modernized. There's a lot of it that basically was never updated since like 1.7, including Voda. I'm surprised it works as well as it does right now, even though it kind of doesn't, but it still at least is manageably working. Um, but we're going to have all new arenas. All of the current arenas are going to go away. We're building all new custom ones. And there will be the ELO brackets will finally turn back on. There will be seasons in which winners of the season get titles and stuff like that. Vota talents will be reworked. Vota tournaments will begin. There will be group queuing for Vota, so you can do team v team versus just a single queue. Um, perhaps even a new battleground. Perhaps a capture the flag themed one. Um, so I, we're, we're just finally going to modernize all of that and make all that those systems feel like they belong, as opposed to just being kept as on life support as best as possible. Um, Gulch, I don't know that Gulch will ever come back. <laughs> it, it's a it's a lot of work and it doesn't really work well. Needless to say, for those of you who don't know what Gulch is, it was our MOBA. It was literally a, a single lane MOBA where there was monsters that would run down the, the lanes and you could work your way through it. But the thing is, those, those matches, I think people had fun with them, even though one 45-minute match felt like a bit much. So... Um, but getting Veil of Conquest probably working again would be a good one, because I think that one's pretty popular as well. Gulch was just always kind of buggy, and it's a bit of a hot mess, so... That's really all there is for a reason. She's a vibe. It's just basically, it's the thing that comes after Loot Crates. So, we can just talk about that. Or wrap that up. Um, any of those themed questions? I didn't see any others. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the list. A lot of people are talking. Not a lot of questions. Oh, let us fly on Balak. Pixelmonster. Did see a question for the last topic, which was, will we add titles for people who have been on the server for like a year plus? So, so like, uh, if I've been on the server for a year, two years, three years. Etc. Yeah, let's do this. Um, you guys just pin everything that's a question, and then that way I can just look at the pinned things instead of having to scroll through all the commentary. Uh, and that'll be super helpful. I will do my best. All right, thank you. Um, all right, Conquest 3 in review. Um, I mean, it, it's out. It works. There was, I think, a few less bugs than I was expecting, even, frankly. Um, but I think that, that speaks to the kind of how it was rolled out. We did Balak first, which was not something that, like, everybody could just do instantly. So it had it kind of happened slowly so that things could break slowly. Um, but it all works, and uh, I think the biggest thing about Conquest 3 that's hard to wrap your head around is that it's early, and it's not representative of the way it'll be, at least on Big Boy. Um, in that, there is only three people that are on Big Boy this month, technically. There will almost always, or there should always basically be four, usually speaking. Um, so... It's it's early days. It's it's a basically it's too early to say whether it was a success or a failure. Um, but I can speak to what it was successful for, and that that is the territory limits thing. 
Um, and so this will this can answer that question about territory limits and whether or not we feel that they need changing. And I mean, preliminarily, basically, no, I don't think that we feel that there's any reason to change the 30 cap. And the reason we call Conquest 3 a success is if you look at the map, it's far more colorful. There are way more towns with territory, and that's great. And we're loving seeing that. Every town, even if they're new, seems like they've got some territory. The ones that don't are probably doing it for a reason. They're biding their time. Everybody's scheming against each other as always. But the fact that new towns can show up on Loka or they can look at our, our map and they don't see this 100% like taken map on all three continents means they feel like they can join the server and perhaps eke out an existence, possibly even fight. Um, and so the fact that everybody's got a little bit of territory is great, and, we're like, and, and we like seeing that. And we, we're waiting to see, we, we can't wait to start seeing some border skirmishes, um, which are, you know, inevitable at some point. Um, and I think that's working well. Um, and I think you know, there's a lot of people that feel like conquest, or continental conquest is dead. Um, but I don't, I don't agree with that, and that's mostly for two reasons. One, I think even without Conquest 3 coming out this month, that I think the amount of fights would have been about the same. Maybe a little more by requirement, but probably not too many more. Everyone's kind of figuring out how to consolidate their forces to figure out where they want to fight. Um, Skuhu and team left Eldritch for Iblis, for example. A lot of other people are consolidating into one town or alliance. And actually, that's exactly what we were hoping was going to happen. Um, we wanted people to basically go, all right, fine. We want to fight on... Balak, and since we don't have reigns, we can't just rely on winning a, a reigns fight every day, which is kind of the other way that Conquest 3 was working out, is that maybe there could be a lot of fights in a day, but pretty much it all revolved around that one reigns fight every day or every two days or so that was happening. And all that meant was just that one town that was seemingly powerful was really only winning because they had the, the reigns forces every time. And, and it, it always seemed kind of confusing. And for anybody who's new on the server, they had no idea that if they were going to settle next to what seems like a very small town on one continent, turns out they're actually just a proxy or a subset or an ally of the biggest alliance on the whole server. And the, even though Continental Conquest won't be ever be the same as it once was, I think for people that are new to the server, the, the sort of landscape of who's where, who's fighting where, who... And, and this little town over here, like, are they going to nail me or not? Are they big or not? Is a lot more obvious to people because it's a lot more straightforward. It's like, oh, they're, they represent all the stuff on Dalek or Big Boy, so that must mean they're big or they're powerful. And that this little tiny thing over here, which is not an ally, is not on Dalek, therefore they shouldn't perhaps be this powerhouse. Of course, you can still do reigns on continents, but um, continental conquest, I, yeah, so I don't think it's dead. I just think that this whole month has been a little bit of slow. I think a lot of people have been waiting to see what the hell's going on. I think Balak is a lot more straightforward in terms of when it came out, how it works, and what people do with it. Ravina, I think, is actually the bigger problem. Um, and Ravina, this speaks to somebody else's question, something uh, about taking out the temporary territory control. We don't want to do that, but I think we, are, we do agree that it needs to be increased and lengthened. Probably up to like maybe five days that you hold onto a territory there, but then with a cap on the number of total territories you can actually control on Rafina. So maybe you can control six total or eight total, and they last five days. That way, there's people that seem to seemingly need to fight. But what we don't want is permanent control there because then you're just going to wind up with kind of the same problem that the continents had. You're new, you want to go fight on Ravina, 
because that's where everybody that's not on Big Boy gets to fight, and that's the place like that the Lobies get to fight on. But then, oh no, it's all controlled by this one super duper town. It just isn't the one that's on Balak for whatever reason, or has maybe chosen not to go to Balak for whatever reason. And so then you're just, now you got two places you can't fight anybody. So Ravina needs to kind of be fluid. That was the idea behind the 48 hour auto neutralize. It's just that there always should be the appearance of like a chance out there for a new town. It always should look like you can go out there and maybe get a little bit of battles going or take one of those buffs and stuff like that. So while we don't think that they should be permanently control, I do think we do agree that the 48-hour thing is way too short. So we're going to increase that. There is, there is something else I'd quite like to add. Sorry about that. My power decided to, uh, to disappear. Nice. Um, off the, the, the big reason for the reset, in, in my view, is if you have a superpower that... So say you've got two, the two big superpowers happen to be on the same continent. Well, only one of them ends up getting to Big Boy for one month. And then the other one ends up on small boy for the following month. If there's not some sort of reset or a way for those territories to turn over, it's good, just going to be static with them owning these territories and nobody being able to touch it. Um, likewise, if there's any stronger, clearly stronger town on there, it just becomes very stagnant otherwise, and we really don't want that. It's no fun for anyone. Indeed. Um, have I missed anything? Specific? Probably. You can. This one seems like a good <laughs> question for you. When will industries be back? I think. I think I just disagree with them. I mean, I, you guys have a different vision for what it should be, but it just seems like it'd be better to have a cap where people can have like an island or something, and then still fight or something like that, and be able to keep it, rather than it resetting it all. But why? So that people can actually claim territory there and keep it. And not have to go out there and fight neutrals all month. But the whole point of Ravina is it's supposed to be a constant source of action and not you take your five, six territories, but you're unbeatable because you're big and scary. And so you basically just have six territories on Ravina that you, then you don't ever have to fight for ever but, again. But that's that's the point of conquest is you get big and bad and you beat people. I mean, you hold territory because you beat people. But you don't beat people if no one ever fights you. And you can't fight. Like if you take if you take your six and nobody fights you and they don't ever go away, congratulations, you have six forever and you're done. That's the whole point of Big Boy. The people that win Ravina go to Big Boy. And if right. So if somebody is dominating Ravina, yeah. then they're on Big Boy next month. That's how we fix it. And then if Yeah, but that's a whole month. Boy, that's a whole yeah. month where you can't do anything as, a, as any other town on the server. Why can't you do anything? You can recruit, you can come together, you can get more people that's in your town. That's not the intent of that island. The intent is that you're fighting amongst one. other crappy people. Not not to yeah. soil the oh, small geez. new towns, but the the idea <laughs> is it's... Them. Well, you're, you're, low, you're low elo. You're new, you don't know what you're doing, you want to fight, but you don't know how to fight, and you want to fight people that maybe the uh, maybe another 3v3, like a town of 3 or a town of 4. And Wouldn't not, that be what, like, the continents are for? No, like you because you might, you might be stuck where you choose to live on the continent is a choice that you cannot easily reverse. You might be stuck surrounded by the three best people or the one best person on the whole continent. And now, you can't fight anybody because you're surrounded by, uh, like, Silverhand, for example. The idea of Ravina is that you get to to play with the other low-strength towns on all of the continents. You're exposed to a greater pool of people at your skill level. And if you just have another island, which is just another thing surrounded by the best person there that never goes away, then that's just two places you can't ever fight. And it takes a month to get to Big Boy, and so it's just a month they can't do anything, and it's not very fun. 
Well, and it's also not to say that, you know, there's then that the, the cycle continues of another town gets uh, kicked off of Big Boy because, you know, there's a rising power on that continent, and then you've just got the same problem the following month. The, I mean, the, the other issue with things like that is on, on Ravina, we don't want people to have to pay for upkeep of territory. We, we don't want people to have to feel like, oh, I, I don't want to fight there because it's going to cost me all these shards, and then they kind of feel like they're not, they're just not doing anything. And if we want to give them stuff in return for holding territories like that, then we kind of have to charge them for modules, we have to charge them for... You don't have to. Well, I think that there's a number of other failures about Ravina, and one of them is not a failure necessarily as much as just this whole kind of so this whole month of April's been kind of slow. I don't think anybody knows what to do with Ravina, and I don't entirely disagree with X, what Xland just said in public chat, which is that the buffs are hot garbage. Um, first of all, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I do think we could further incentivize people that are new to go out there and fight. I think, for one thing, a lot of people don't even know what Ravina is or that they're supposed to go out there and fight. For one, it's not in the map on the website. Two, we don't tell them about it at any point in game because it's a new system. I think once it's like, hey, you're new, Ravina's great, go out there, get some cool rewards, take some territory, um, or take some around your you know, your continent. The, but... the, with, the, with the bus specifically, I think it's it, it's often we want to use it as a, a catch-up mechanic in sense that you know, you've got these these bigger established towns that are going to be fighting on, on Balak. Um, Whereas a lot of these newer towns that, you know, I want to get into Balak fighting, but I'm not quite there yet, I don't have the resources. The, the idea really is that Ravina is hopefully a way to generate a lot of them and, and sort of catch back up. So, <clears throat> in terms of the buffs, I, I'm fine with, you know, looking at increasing that. But if people are looking for, I want these cool fancy buffs that Balak has on, on Ravina, it doesn't really work in the same way, I don't think. Because um, then you've got people deliberately throwing continent caps so they can go and get these these perks that give them something unique on on Ravina, which shouldn't be how it works. Um, there's I'm gonna walk through some of the questions that have been asked relative mm. to this. Uh, will we be adding or changing things to give more reason to claim title tiles? Um. Uh, Yes and no. Uh, for a start, industries haven't been caught up with the new system yet. They're still using the older system. So uh, industries will be buffed based on the number of territories you have. Hopefully that will be in for the start of next month. Um, so there's, I mean, that should be in by default. Things we have toyed around with, ideas in the past, or recent past, should I say, is things like having a way to potentially spend strength at the end of a month a, a way to you know okay i didn't win i got second do i get anything for second no you know but i gathered all this strength you know maybe i can use it to buy some kind of upgrade for my town whether it's aesthetic or whatever <laughs> um that might be quite a nice incentive for sort of people coming second, third, or and just still gaining strength, but they can't quite um, win the the month. 
almost like a really far off possibility if you want to think about something even remotely considered conquest four. But the idea is like you, you get like a level 25 town, but that's PVE, that's masteries. Could be that there's like a different level, like your town's conquest level and that earns you perks or some sort of like talent tree you can pick cool stuff or warp in conquest industries or guards or who knows what but yeah that that would be kind of the crap that we potentially could do with spending conquest points um, does the admin team feel that offense and defense and conquest is balanced i would say no i don't think it is um which lets us talk about modules which we yeah. have do things we agree with on with everybody on. Weakness is overpowered. We're just going to get rid of it. And Spectral's overpowered and also laggy, and that sucks. And so we're going to either get rid of it or change how it works. And the only other way well, to... Go ahead. We don't quite agree on the overpowered on Spectral. I think I think the difficulty is... So Spectral's been in, in its current form for two, three months. Um, well, all except for the invisibility. Yeah, we threw an invisibility on there because we knew it would make people try it out and then try realize, it, exactly. oh, it's, it's really strong. And from what I've seen and read from people's reaction to it is they don't feel the invisibility is necessarily the strong part of it. It's the fact that you can see when players are charged more clearly and when they're low on health. And those are things that have been in for three months and nobody's batted an eyelid at it. So I think people... I mean, I, like the, I think the invisibility thing is awesome. <laughs> I don't think the invisibility people is or part is the thing that everybody uh, doesn't like. I think it's the fact that it's got infinite range, or at least so that it's tile wide. That's 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 another thing. And that it's laggy. So, um, the laggy issue, the the best solution if we want to keep the module in its sort of rough current form, is to change armor colors instead of giving somebody the spectral ability. Because obviously Spectral does hurt people's frames who are on their potatoes, and if we can avoid that, then we probably should try. Uh, as for the range... The, the, the way I feel about range with all of our modules one. is that they need to be one range. Every one of them's yeah. got a different range. Weakness has got a different range from TNT, which has a different range from Spectral which has a different range from slow, which has a different range from laser. I think they all need to be one range, which everyone can kind of get comfortable with. And once you kind of know what 40 blocks from the module is or whatever, you kind of get a feel for how far from the teaching you have to be before you get affected. And anything that's tile-wide probably just needs to go away. Well, it, it, it's, you've got to do one of two things. You've either, you've got to, you have got to make them all the same. So it's, it's something I've been sort of worried about with them, with ha them having range full stop. It's very hard for a player to work out what 50 blocks is. There's no visual cue, there's not Especially like a... 50 from <clears throat> a certain module versus 50 from... Right, that too. But, it, but there's no like visual representation of, there's no particles that go, this is the borderline, as soon as you leave this, that buff is no longer active or debuff, whatever it is. So that that is the issue with range. So the only alternative to a range is to just say it's tile wide, but obviously that can make a lot of modules very, very, very strong and potentially a bit unfun because when you're defending at your inhib, you've got these uh, territory generator debuffs and buffs still affecting you, which doesn't feel right either. I feel like it so just I, needs to be a unified that's range. That's where we kind of arrive at the range of a, a similar, the, the same range between all of them, and it would probably be a range from the very center of the T-Gen. Exactly, yeah. Uh, 
everybody can get we can balance the power of the buffs around that range and you know admittedly it's not going to be that easy for a brand new player to get to grips immediately with this range but i feel after you've been in a few fights hopefully it will uh you know feel natural and it'll be very easy for you to tell well and frankly so how league of legends works for example is if you're playing a bot match or an, a training thing a module of any kind Tur tur the turrets in there have a big circle around them. They say how, mm -hmm. how big their range is. Well, in C-Train, we could put a big circle in there, too. In yeah. fact, one thing I'd like to do to add to beacons just as a quality of life improvement is that when the little beacon things on cool or about to warp, that we can just spawn a ring of particles that shows you exactly how close you need to be to be warped, and how if you stand beyond that, then you don't get warped. And we can do that in C-Train, and then everyone can get a nice, good feel for how big 50 blocks from the T-Gen is for it's, all modules. It's always a balancing act of, I, I'd love to just put particles everywhere <laughs> for so many things, because it's such a good visual way of seeing things. But there are two problems with it. One, most people have particles turned off to some degree, and two, people have lag issues with them. So it's, yeah. it's, it's trying to balance putting enough particles to make it visually easy to understand, but at the same time, not going overboard with it. So. There's also just like the whole Spectral seems to be in a league of its own with how laggy it actually is, even for the people who have computers that otherwise don't really have a big deal or have a problem being on local or being in conquest fights. But there are always going to be people who are playing on Minecraft with potatoes, and it's a balancing act that. we're always kind of stuck dealing with. That we there is of course always this thing is some, a, a, such a thing as like an egregious number of particles where we can either turn it down or turn it off or use a different perhaps faster particle or something like that. Yeah, but. We're always going to have to put something out there, and if a small minority of players, for whatever reason, because they have potatoes, cannot deal with the particles and have to turn them off, at some point, we have to just be like, that's too damn bad for you, and because we're not going to punish the entire server because some people have crappy computers. I know that's a really crappy thing to say, but you, in no game on a computer should you be expecting to be at the top of your competitive game on a subpar piece of equipment. Now, Minecraft sucks, and it's just not optimized, and it sucks for everybody, and everybody else can run better games because the, their games are optimized. And hopefully Mojang at some point will make it work, and Optifine does, again, a good enough job for everybody. But you know, if, if it comes down to this thing must have a particle effect for, in order for it to work, versus, well, we shouldn't do it because some people might lag, I think we're gonna have to choose that we have to add that thing. And then just... I mean, even if, if you're taking an example of other games out there, like even something like Fortnite, which obviously incredibly popular and people with very subpar PCs will try or play it. And yeah, they won't get, you know, a really smooth FPS. Maybe they're only getting 20 FPS. They're, they're not going to be able to play optimally and necessarily be on a level playing field with these people who have got better computers. But you don't tend to see people going to the developers and go, hey, make your game run on even... Well, they probably do, but <laughs> they're not going to react to people going make make the game even run on like even the most basic potatoes because at like 60 FPS because it's just physically impossible to at a certain point. Excuse me. Um, all right, I'm just going to run through more questions. Can you fix the banner of conquest so it shows a real banner? Uh, file that under the quality of life update. Yes, we'd like to do that, but there's also a limitation to Minecraft which makes it not work well. And that's a, a part of the problem, um, but definitely something we did we do need to fix. 
Town banners on heads. Will we be able to have our town banners on heads like we will have? Probably not, frankly. I mean, um, it's... It, I'll never say never, but it's definitely not on the list of any, for anything. It's, uh, just, it's not on the immediate list. It's something we'd have to test, play with, and see, you know... If it's like a crazy awesome thing is. that everybody wants, then I guess we could throw that. Could be like a thing that you could get out of the uh, battle knife. Battle treasure yeah. knife, or whatever thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it would fit very nicely under that. The concern is obviously how tall and janky that would be in a fight with, you know, 50, 100 people. Mm -hmm. But we'd, we'd have to play around with it. Will you add the, the titles for people who have been on the server for a year? Probably not that necessarily, but we do want to add more titles, period. Um, there, so there, that's kind there of is a, a plan for an upcoming. Yeah, we, we want more titles. Magpie is more triggered than anybody on the server that there exist titles that I just have randomly given out to people for certain yeah. things. Don't he worry, he on, just can't. I can't tell it. you how much he fucking fusses about <laughs> that. To me, it's insane. Uh, pardon my language. Mm -hmm. So, um, will there be a set punishment for insiders or players that betray? that join the new members' towns just to have access to them later. Blade has done that to three towns I know of now and goes back to raid them. I'd like there to be a set punishment against players like that so new members feel comfortable. Yada, yada, yada. That's a rule. It's not allowed. If it happens, report them. And if they did, they get banned. In, in terms of, of set punishment... And the stuff gets returned. It's, yeah. Yes. The, the, the biggest thing, at, at a very minimum, if, if people do betray in some way, shape, or form, uh, we, we will get those items returned. Um, and then, in terms of punishing the player, it will be based on previous offenses, the specific scenario, because every situation is different. Um, and there will be, you know, punishment dependent on those things. We don't want to go and say, you know, it's this band, because there are so many weird sort of gray areas and, and edge cases and stuff that it, it's just too difficult to apply a flat black and white rule to. It's also, it, well, not rule, but punishment. Yeah, it's also one of those rare times where we kind of give, if if there's a question of punishment, we actually will give power to the town owner that got betrayed. Some people are like, they didn't take that much, but we know they shouldn't have. Just get our stuff back, and we'll call it a day, and we don't really care. We don't need them to get banned. Some people are more vindictive and are like, I don't like this person. Perma-ban them forever, and maybe delete their computer from their house, um, which we don't do. But... Yeah, there's there are times where people will be like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I just want my stuff back, and then you know that's what we'll do. So sometimes, yeah. So another element of the punishment can be how lenient the town owner is willing to be. So, um, but not most of our rules are not like that. But that's yeah, there was really e there was even a scenario a month or two back where a player had a a tunnel dug out of a town. It was totally on accident. He genuinely didn't believe it, but we still had to hand out a a temp ban for it because we can't you know it's still <laughs> he still allowed his town to get raided and then left it um which was an accident but you know we, we will still prevent it from happening why is attacking a t-gen much harder <laughs> than defending one so I, do, I don't know how much uh could discuss while i wasn't here but we do want to look at balancing Territory generators and in hips, yeah. in terms of their lamps, uh, where you can stand, as well as looking at rebalancing modules on territory generators. Defending should, just in a 
completely isolated vacuum be easier than attacking. That's the very nature of it. If you're attacking, you're picking a specific time when you have the optimal number of players, your best players, versus guys who, yes, they get an hour to set up, but that may not be their, you know, the optimal time. So you've got that advantage from attacking. I think the core problem, from what I can see, I mean, if other people have other input, please, please do say, but I, I believe it's down to lamps a lot of the time. The weakness tower is a bit of an issue as well. But I think if we can sort of unify how the lamps are positioned on both structures, I think that will help. Well, I feel like I also should tease the siege engine thing because I at, at, we have to figure out when we want to do thought. that. But quite frankly, I that don't know whether that necessarily uh, directly makes attacking easier since both sides could use it. But yeah, go for it. Well, I don't know. Do we, I guess we never decided whether both sides could use it. But basically. It, it adds a dynamic additional element of strategy and, and objective to the conquest fights so that the only thing that you have to do isn't just try to sit with your ass against a wall and hope that you, you know, short out a little lamp standing next to you. The fact that that's like the only objective, because I mean, we agree that once the core is open, generally the fight's all, all over. And that's something we could also look at too, but yeah. the the lamp overload mechanic is cool, but it's like it's the only thing you have to do, and it's kind of boring that that's the only thing you have to do. But the... I think it works for smaller fights. I mean, the, the initial the initial system was designed with smaller fights in mind, and yeah, you know, as they've gradually gotten larger and larger, the me the the simplicity of the mechanics are being strained a little bit and. That's where this thought came in, really. Yeah, back then it was like, you're getting a charge probably because you killed the other people or you snuck in and you're the only person standing next to the lamp. It was never a case that you were trying to just not get pushed away by 20 people. Mm -hmm. So we just, it's one of the things that hasn't updated, hasn't grown with the size of the server. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, would you be willing to lower the territory cap of individual towns? No, why should we? And I think it's important to say that people, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if we just failed to say this enough, but alliances and towns have got to be identical. They are, in, in, in our view, they have to be treated as the same thing. It's just one has a different, one has a set, a set of players distributed amongst four other things, towns, whatever you want to call them. But since alliances act as a town, I guess the example I always fall back onto is that a, a town that has 20 people in it and an alliance that has 20 people in it should be identical in power, strength, and features. There should be nothing about the two that's different in terms of how they can do conquest. Of course, alliances have like the chat channel thing and that, um, but effectively 20, 20v20 should be equal equal 20 versus equal 20 it doesn't matter whether they're in a town or whether they make up an alliance and that's why we can't be having it open, not only does it open up a hell of a lot of cheese in terms of hey i want to sorry i'm just reading a, a comment from marvel which i'd just like to jump on alliances lose one territory no they don't of industry output for each town no they don't because uh, an alliance can we, we don't count your town home node as one of your a, territories. No. So a town of five, an alliance of five towns is actually going to control 35 spots on the map, as it were. So that's false. 
Yeah. But yeah, that, there's so much. There's so much huge potential of proxies, of um, you know somebody going right. We've got a town of thirty members, but we'd be stronger if we split up into multiple towns. And that's just dumb. And that's there's how it used to be. Should not. And it did used to be for a we've long done time. A hell of a lot to yeah. to make bring them in balance with each other. Just like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people will see conquest at first and then come up with these ideas about things they think should be the case. And we, we always come back with, hey, we've been doing this for like three years and we've tried actually, we've literally tried everything you've thought of. Um, but we don't want, we never want to incentivize people to log off for a fight. We don't want to incentivize people to feel like they have to be in an alliance. We don't want to incentivize anything that you're tactically not doing something like playing on the server or logging off or something. I mean, it's always just if you bring it, if you, yeah, <laughs> you should get on, you should fight. The more people you bring to the fight, the more likely maybe you are to win. I mean, it should be straightforward. There should be no mechanics where activity, player count, being online or being offline or being forcibly in an alliance should give you an edge. And so that's why we that's why we get very. I, my Jimmy's getting nice and rustled. When, uh, <laughs> you see, um, people are asking a lot about uh, what you'd think about ever having kind of caps for players in conquest fights specifically. Uh, I think that's why we, we don't want to do that, and that's why we that's why the concept of these siege engines has comes into play because a bigger fight <laughs> means that people are installing these things throughout the battlefield in order to to uh, to get the fight going. Yeah. And like, it's if you brought a structure that you you will build mid-fight somewhere on the battlefield. Yeah, and we realize because we realize that over a certain size, that just the number of players in a fight becomes so insane that you, you almost nobody can get anything done. And that's what these siege engines kind of the idea is that you you're if you're bringing that many people to a fight, you're probably rich enough to build one of these things. Uh, we obviously don't want it to be just a matter of richness, but I mean, you've got the size of people, you've got the organizational capability to not only set one up but keep it going, or if you're on the other side, tear one down to, and blow it up before it does too much damage. The idea is that once you get one of these things installed, it does incremental damage to the lamps over time, just by existing, because it's shooting at it or whatever. And so that you you, you want to really stop them from setting one up, but if they do set it up, you really want to stop them from, you want to blow it up before it gets too much damage done. And that yeah. what that does is it lets people create dynamic extra objectives on the server, or on the battlefield, rather than it's it's always going to be four lamps. It's just question is, are four people trying to blow up those four lamps or are a hundred people trying to blow up those four lamps? So. It's just, it's splitting the players on the battlefield. That's that's the big thing. It's, it's getting them split up across the whole thing rather than all converged on this, this tiny space. Yeah, like EVE Online kind of, you know, they've, they've added new classes of battleships, new crazy feature. I mean, I'd rather add features that make fights cooler and more fun to support bigger fights than just go, ah, our server, our, our feature doesn't work with lots of players, so now you can only have like 10 people in your alliance or something like that. That's that's not good. No mm -hmm. bueno. Plus having a mega alliance just sounds cool. <laughs> Um, um, skipping the orange trees thing. Will well, there ever be benefits? Got the the inhibs having one more. I don't know whether we've really. Oh, the gone yeah, into that's that a good point. detail. It's it's makes, something that makes some I, sense. I think what will end up happening is once we've rebalanced that. So once the inhibs and territory generators have the same lamp set up roughly, uh, and with certain module rebalances, I think we'll see what state we're in. Um, We'll see how attacks versus defending feel. If we still think, you know, hey, attacks need that little bit extra, 
maybe we'll look at potentially giving them a module as well. Um, it does become a bit awkward because if you've got a module on an inhibitor, it's not necessarily going to be tied to a lamp. It's so you can't destroy it as easily. It's basically effectively up for the whole fight. So there's a few problems with it, but I, I can see them being worked around if uh, we think it's something that's really important. What if every player could just turn into a module? <laughs> just to, just they, they freeze. Yeah, place. you could just like stop. You turn into a block for you, you set up. It's like a siege cannon tank in StarCraft. You just have to stop moving, and then you turn into a module of your choice until you have to set up and tear down. I think that would be no. Cool. Oh, okay. Next thing. Will there ever be benefits to having a big religion? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the, the initial idea. <laughs> maybe. The, the initial point of religions was, hey, there's a lot of people who enjoy law. They enjoy role role playing. They want, uh, they, you know, we thought it was a really cool feature that would give people that outlet. Uh, we never intended initially to, you know, have it be this enormous feature with loads of complex mechanics. But I can certainly see us adding to it gradually over time, you know. Because yeah. so, there, there is so many cool things we can do with it, but likewise there is with so many things on Loki, whether it be blood, fish, fishing, anything. Mm -hmm. um, or just completely new features entirely. So it's, it's just a time thing, really, honestly. What comes up, what comes feature-wise on the roadmap of Loka after... Um, loot crates and then after season five is uh, and then quality of life is uh, a PVE update and that's the kind of perfect place to do stuff like think about how blood should have a more meaningful you know yeah. reason there, to there exist are so many things in, in, in that sort of update what we're trying to do is is if you've noticed there's a pattern to what we're doing on the server it's not like hey we're adding this brand new feature anymore we're, we're trying to fix the features we've got as well as uh, flesh out the features that f quite frankly exist because I was bored one day and I was like oh no you know it'd be really easy to just add blood that drops off of players that players could collect mm -hmm. and we'll deal with what that why that has a purpose later and it's been like a year but yeah <laughs> but sometimes they get bored and add something cool and, and you know as the server's grown I can no longer do that without wanting to think things through so one thing people are bringing up is that just with the C3 change and everybody making mega alliances there's only like two people fighting essentially. Oh yeah, is that, that something that we think we can change or help or? So this is actually this kind of comes back to how the the C three thing started about how people feel like well, Conquest three killed Continental Conquest and I would say no I think this whole month's been kind of slow, and maybe that's it's been slow because people have been forced into mega alliances. I think people. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but I don't feel like I'm wrong here. Everyone seems to make it seem like or they have the rose-colored glasses of, man, back in the day there were never two alliances, and that's not true. There's always been two major factions of one set or another. Be they one alliance, or be they like one alliance spread, spread on three different continents, there's always been two sides. Maybe the only been... time it ever changes is if you get a, a, an influx of a, a group of players at once who don't necessarily share the exact views of the two incumbent kind of powers, if you like. Um, and that's very rare. And I personally feel that the C3 changes are only going to help add more superpowers rather than detract from them. Yeah. Um, As for, like, would we do something to make that stop or not be the case? And it was one of the questions is, would you prevent there from being two and only two sides fighting each other and the answer is no 
for one that that's way too meddling and we always want to be less involved with how the conquest system is run by the players than more I mean players naturally fall into two alliances Eve is Eve online's got a whole bunch of factions right but isn't it always the same two gigantic ones that you hear about? And I, yeah. I think that's kind of the same thing on Locas. Yeah, there's other people, and there have been other third and fourth and fifth factions, but they've all been tiny. They've, they've all tried their own little, I want to be a winner, or I want to be a power, and they all fail, or they um, absorb into or absorb another set of people, and they basically pick a side. And so I think it's, I mean, even, even the real world works this way right now. It's, you know, there's a lot of little factions, but isn't it kind of like the U.S. and Europe versus Russia and, and their kind of people? World War Three or no World War, oh God, no World War Three please. No World War <laughs> Two yet. and one again, was one side versus one side. Like, there's kind of a natural proclivity to join a server and go, I like these guys, or this guy was an asshole once, so I think I'm going to pick the other side. Because you want to beat the other guys. And unless, like Max said, unless you're a streamer who can come on not giving a hell, or a, a damn about who's on the server and what their faction is. If you can bring like a hundred dudes on the server, then sure, you can be a third thing. But what what's going to happen after two months? Iblis and Jotunheim are going to go, okay, well, these guys are even more cancerous than we are together. Let's band together and take out those guys. And congratulations, now you're back to two, uh, 1v1 yeah. again. So it's just kind of natural. Um, we will, we Of course, we continue to strive to make it so that there could be a, a three-way you know, or a four-way on Balak that's real and honest. But, you know, it's just kind of tough because human nature is human nature. I think with, with C3, the fact that new towns have room to grow now, the fact that these these new people who aren't necessarily attached to certain uh, certain alliances or existing people on the server, the fact that they can grow naturally without being, you know, forced uh, into a corner with no territory, in like in the old system, that's going to help. The fact that you've got three continents that feel like they have to band together to a degree if they want to fight on the on Balak. I mean you're all, you kind of artificially got three alliances at a minimum there with the, the way the three continents are designed. Mm -hmm. So I think there's only so much you can do without literally going okay an alliance is capped at 50 players. I mean that just sucks for everyone. Um, it sucks if you I've got a friend I want to join but oh we're at our cap or you know this new guy's really cool, but I'm not letting him join because we don't have the space. Because that's the only way, other way you can really, you know, force people uh, into multiple groups. Yep. And nobody likes that. No. It's or not. it's the whole, well, like, let's literally just be planet side, and there just are three factions. They are three server set factions, and you pick which one of the three you join. And that's it. Well, and, and there so are so many so games that do that, and what always happens in those games. Every single one that I have seen um, has two that are far stronger than the third. The third one <laughs> is always garbage. Every game, well, I, it's some, incredible. Something that seems kind of interesting to me is like if you had, if you just limited the conquest fights to like your best ten or whatever, and like towns could still invite whoever, that might be kind of interesting because then like your people How are fighting for the varsity team or something. Then, like that. then all these new people are like, I want to come join the server and get involved in this. And no, it's like, nope, you can't fight. This. You can't right. fight. I mean, again, that's incentivizing not having people to play, or it's preventing people from playing. And the whole point yeah. of C3 is actually so that more new people f can play Conquest. So. Well, I'm, I, don't, I think like on Big Boy, it'd be kind of the same thing. Like the best 20 people would be fighting, and then like there wouldn't be 
monster alliances running everything else or monster amounts of people just running whatever else. I don't know. I just thought it was like an interesting thought or idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly the way. It's the only way to math. I mean, if you want true balance, you have to do it mathematically. But it takes the fun out of it for everybody because then you then you've got. I mean, it sounds cool. You got like tryouts in your own town for who gets to mm -hmm. go to fights. But then there's all these people who's like, oh, I was gonna play on Loka, but they don't ever let me fight. So screw it. I don't want to. And so that's not what we want. Even if you're uh, crappy at PvP, you can still have a purpose in, especially more more so with these siege engines te technically, because the mechanics of them aren't aren't. The idea is that we don't want them to be just another lamp you have to overload. You actually, you. you have to actually literally, well, maybe not place blocks. But if you want to break it, you break. You truly have to mine it, like break blocks, like a normal thing. I mean that that we always want to add more things that people who aren't just pot PVP skill people can can be, go to a fight and be useful, be relevant, and actually contribute, as opposed to just being something else for people to kill, and hopefully that means that yep. your top guys aren't yeah. getting targeted. So avoid getting bogged down. Um, Makes sense. I just want to make sure that their ideas were talked about fully. Uh, again, we kind of half need to wait until Mo Yang sort their stuff out on their end, because they seem a bit all over the place at 1.13. Um, in terms of ocean mechanics, we will add them in our own way, uh, like we do with pretty much every everything we tend not to directly use exact uh, vanilla ways of adding stuff. Uh, we will probably look at some way of adding the ocean-specific things. We haven't 100% decided on how we want to do it. Um, but we're not just going to fly out for the next year, just go, oh, we're not adding it to local, you know. We'll, we'll have our own ways of uh, getting it in. Mm -hmm. Well, well, we just have you guys go out into the oceans and manually place coral blocks everywhere. So you guys, there you go. That's, yeah. that's and we'll just pay you an opus. Works the team. Works the team. The ten v ten, fifteen v fifteen thing. I think we just basically talked about. Why does Balak buff not have neutral mods on the RIs? Oh, neutral mobs on the resource islands. Why do they not? Um, I suppose the opposite question is why should they have to? I think a lot of people get stuck on, oh, there's some seemingly really cool um, buffs on, on, on Ravina that aren't on Balak. Well, the thing is, if you're on Balak, you've already got a powerhouse of a situation going on. You're, you're clearly big enough to have not only gotten capital on your continent, which usually is going to require some fighting, but you're, you've got forces, maybe you've got uh, wealth, and doesn't mean that you... We obviously want there to be incentives to have the buffs there, but that doesn't mean they have to be overpowered. And it's not a bad thing that Ravina's got some almost stronger buffs than Balak, because it's, quite frankly, it's, it's the design side of it more than anything. It's if if you're if you're on Ravina, gathering resources is going to be because again, towns alliances on Balak are going to have a bigger stockpile of stuff. They're gonna they're gonna have more players a lot of the time. They, they're gonna know the most efficient ways to farm certain resources on Loka. Generally, people from Ravina are not, you know, and making their life a bit easier, gathering resources, seems fine. Uh, it seems to fit the, the intention between that island and... Yeah, I don't think Balak has to have everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, basically TLDR, the Ravina towns need it. And uh, the more powerful Ravina towns can get the more exciting multi-faceted battles we will have in terms of like who, who's fighting who and stuff like that. 
and and a lot, a lot of a lot of these discussions about stuff as well is is a lot of people haven't considered uh, capital policies yet, and when they come in, and we want them to be stronger than they have been in the past, um, they will be, and and, they, and it's going to make things a lot more interesting as well. So, you know, things people saying you know missing certain buffs that you used to get on the continents, well, things of that nature can be sort of incorporated into continent policy, continent capital policies as well. So. Uh, would there be a possibility for higher level towns to be able to place more than one of each industry down to show their veteran status in the server in terms of towns? Um, I don't personally see a reason to need to do that. Higher level towns, especially the ones of over level 23 and 24 and 25 are also, they tend to be what better built. The towns have prestige in that they're just more mature. They're more fleshed out. They tend to have uh, a cooler looking town and having more industries doesn't really do anything, especially since a lot of these big towns, they already look cooler than the industry buildings do. Having two barns just, uh, I mean. Well, I, I think on, on that subject, something that we, had planned ever since I designed industries was to have them upgrade every you know 20 levels or so in that particular mastery so you got your your mine or whatever probably a bad example with the gathering but one of the artisan things like uh, your arcanum or whatever that will gradually get slightly better every 20 levels you go up in enchanting and that would be the kind of way of I'm a bigger town I'm more specialized in these particular industries, masteries, and therefore they're more powerful there rather were, than like a physical structure. Um, there were, you know, obviously we don't have an industry for every mastery, but the other yeah. idea was that prestigious <laughs> industries were like, they weren't industries, they were statues. So whip out your imagination paintbrush and pretend like arena levels actually worked again. Uh, cough, cough, arena season five. Um, <laughs> if you got up to like a high level with arena in your mass towns mastery, then you could warp in just a statue. Um, and I guess we would probably have, we would make it a statue probably built of things that you cannot build out of bedrock, for example. And it was kind of like one of those things where if prestige is what you're looking for and your town has these arena statue, then you have a good, better idea that, oh, this town's look pretty legit. They've got some crap that you can't get without being yeah. at this thing. So statues are always fun. And that was kind of the idea that, I mean, the idea when we first came up with masteries is that every mastery has some sort of building or industry associated with it. Um, but just that kind of fell by the wayside in terms of... Yeah, and it's just, again, it's the sort of thing, you know, PvE updates and uh, just general catching up with old mechanics and systems that aren't fully fleshed out. Uh, so we'll come under all of that. Um, Steve notices that a lot of people prefer just joining a power town. So what if we had a cap on how many people? Okay, well, I think we talked about that. We're not. Yeah, it's you know, it's just it's anything. again it's the sort of thing where you you can't you you end up kicking out the people who are not as talented at say PvP or whatever, and it just becomes quite an elitist thing. And it's it's you know it's not it's not fun for anyone. It, you just end up shunning players and we don't want that we want to bring people together not make them you know be scrapping for 20 places in a town like will loca ever make merch one day merchandising the answer is <laughs> we have a guy and this guy 
making a new logo for us. Once we have a new logo, and we can, we'll finally be able to unify the way that Loco looks on all the different platforms like YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that. Because right now we kind of notice there's kind of like a lot of different versions of Loco logos out there. And once we can unify that logo and have a, a one thing that looks the same everywhere, then I think, you know, having like a Loco t-shirt or a Loco mug or a Loco mouse pad, yada, 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 will make a lot more sense because we know what, what our visual is going to be moving forward. But right now the logo we've got is not, I, I made it with some haste and it's fine and people <laughs> seem to like it sort of but I don't love it and I would like somebody with real true talent 2D wise to be able to pull one of those out and I think once we can unify that I think we can go the merch way uh, will you ever buff Calro's resource island the answer That's is a great question the answer is question. maybe but I the, mean we will it needs changing it needs fixing we it's really the, it's just where on the priority list it comes is the problem. Well, the bigger change, and this is one of those quality of life things, is, and I think we, we, uh, we've talked about this before, we're going to change resource islands so that everyone has their own unit. Think daily dock blocks meets resource island. Everyone has their own set of the ores on the resource islands that they themselves can mine, and everyone gets their own unique set, and they respawn a whole lot less often, but if you go to the resource island, you're guaranteed your run. Now, you might still get ganked by people, and we love that, and we like the world PvP hotspot that that kind of is, but the fact that one dude can come on after the server restarts and then rip apart yeah. one of the resource islands, and now everyone's screwed for like three hours or so, no bueno. So once I think that's the bigger buff coming to resource islands as a whole, and while we're in there dicking around, I think we can also buff uh, well, the resource. Well, there are the a few visual issues and regeneration issues with it as well here and there. So I think, you know, we'll just do it all in one fell swoop rather than, you know, trying to balance it and then suddenly add a new thing that means we need to rebalance it because it's just not efficient. And it, you know, we are quite limited on time and resources, so we want to be as efficient with them as possible. Plans with the Trident and other stuff for PvP, that's 1.13 stuff. Again, we don't really know yet, and we're gonna let Minecraft Mojang figure out what they're doing before we figure out what we are doing. Um, but as with just the general launch of 1.13 when it comes out, I mean, we'll have access to nothing at first, and things that we will turn off, like the Phantoms and stuff, we'll probably put those on, on Balak, or, for example. We'll, we'll just be, Rare resources or restricting resources is the single greatest failure of, of the continents in terms of like... Well, mainly because we added it about a year into the... <laughs> well, that and all of the that things we help. put on there were things that you could just get or craft or stockpile. And the more stuff that comes out that we can prevent people from ever having, the better we can do economically balancing it by saying that, okay, we're going to be specific about how phantoms spawn and how shulkers spawn and, and, and limit it so that it's one place you can go where people have to fight over it and then people and can custom versions get... of them as well it's, yeah. I think a lot of the time when it comes to restricting resources and the economy it needs to come down to a lot of customized stuff because I don't think vanilla Minecraft has enough depth for that to really work um, so yeah they will probably be harder to obtain at first and get easier over time rather than the other way around. Will there ever be achievements in Conquest? AKA 10 kills achievement, 100 lamps overloaded. Yes, <laughs> yes, a thousand times yes. Call it, call it a quality of life update. I've wanted yeah, that for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So, it, it'll be the same with titles, achievements, they'll all get revamped and sort of brought up to date because they're, they're things that have been neglected a little bit over time. 
Um, and it's just you know stuff we need to bring up to date and fix. Uh, question about fixing TGen and inhib designs. Yes, we we would like to do that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, we want to make them more. If I turn on Skuhu next conquest fight and behead him, can I become guardian? No, that's not how this works. Sorry. <laughs> what about conquest crates that give orbs? That give orbs? Cosmetics and other loot-filled goodies like cosmetics. I'm confused. That's well, they're not. You will you will buy them with orbs. You buy them with orbs, or you unlock. Yeah, you open them with orbs, and they have cosmetics. So, yeah. is it illegal to make a pack with huge particles that I can see full invis easily? Well, we don't have a rule against it. Yeah, it's one of these we difficult can't ones. Stop where... you from doing it. If you need to, because you're bad at detecting invis particles, then I think that speaks more to you than it does <laughs> to the need to have gigantic particles. Um, it's not like we can tell we, that you have an x-ray texture pack on. Like, it's just one of those crappy things about Minecraft that they just don't seem to care about. No way they don't ever consider their multiplayer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a rule. I think it's stupid that you would want to do it, but, I mean, if we can't stop you, then we can't tell. And if we could tell, we're not going to tell you about it. We'll just stealth ban you anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, could we turn off the... <laughs> Actually, that really, you can't stealth ban on Minecraft. It, I don't think we can make it seem like you're on the server, but not really. That would be kind of hilarious, though. Um, could we turn off enchantments outside of TGens as a profile option? It is... No. Uh, or, I mean, yes, the way it works is it is all over the place. It's not conquest fights only. However, I don't know that it... it I think it just doesn't work all the time. I think it's not stable. The armor colors seem to be re reasonably stable in terms of they used to kind of flicker back and forth. But it seems like turning off the enchantment one isn't working 100%, but it isn't limited to battle zones, so. It's not intended to be limited <laughs> to battle zones anymore. Possible to change the protection on Tijins that are in town territory so they can act like a beacon used to, where you can't remove blocks of the actual Tijin, but could affect the terrain immediately around it. Um. Possibly, I guess. It seems funny to the, the big issue originally with TGens, the reason we don't allow people to edit near them is because when, when a town dies, then, you know, it becomes attackable again. People now, also like to do stuff like, oh, if I can mine grass, dirt, and stone, because those are not part of the TGen, I'm just going to mine out underneath the TGen and let it float and be cancer. Because, because people well, just the, like to do that. The reason we could change to the, the system now is that, unlike in the past where... It just became attackable immediately and, you know, didn't regenerate anything. Now both myself and Crypt will manually, for every single town that dies, go and check both the inhib, place a new inhib and check the T-Gen is uh, fine for a fight and, you know, edit the terrain accordingly to make sure it is. So, I mean, a change like that wouldn't be the worst in the world because I can understand from a town owner's perspective, it can be a bit frustrating not being able to... Uh, mess around with the structure or near the structure should i say yep be quality of life uh update if we do look at it but yeah it's an interesting point to add to steve and my own questions if you, you were... already answered this one trip it's All just right. the two lines then. the level 25 town perk coming in quality of life is an intra town <laughs> portal where you can create a portal that when you go into it just takes you to another part of your town so if you have a flying part of your town where the rich people and the, and the lords and ladies live that's what the level 25 town perk is going to be. So there. End of story. Comes out quality life. Plans for custom implementation of 1.13 items. See previous statements. 
Balin, since I have been asked about it and how it works at sort of uh, other players, is regedit allowed, meaning edit your registry files from the default state, namely the TCP act frequency, yada, 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 mumbo jumbo. Um, even though it has no effect on Minecraft, and if it is, would it be wholeheartedly meaning you could edit as much as you want? First of all, it's not effective to do that very much. And if you do it, then shame on you. I guess you're so bad at PvP that you have to do everything in your power to try to make it work better. I don't think they're necessarily doing it for reach, for for just hacks, but I, I, th I think people seem to think that you can do it for reach. Um, it's tough to answer that, I guess. It's kind of weird. I'll be honest, I don't know all that much about it. I, I don't know what you can do, and I don't know what actually works, because people think some things work, but then you go bricking your own computer, potentially. I wouldn't advise it. Uh, it's not like the hack clients, which are quite stable and don't crash Minecraft, but doing registry stuff is really sketchy. Um, we don't have any rules against it. Um, if we need to, I think that's maybe a conversation that we need to sit down with PVPers and Malin, for example, since he knows how this crap works more than we do, uh, and talk through it. So I can't say for sure uh, how we feel about that yet. I think it's fair to talk about, though. I was not aware it, it that is, it's a rampant part of Minecraft PvP. I hack if, clients if, are, but... If people are using it right, it's actually pretty ridiculous. Like, you just don't take knockback. So it works. It's a, it, it's it a works, sort of thing yeah. that comes under that no hacking or... Well, that's... Or, yeah. In essence. I, I mean, mean if, if it stops you from taking knockback, if that's... that's Effectively, that's just a hack. Yeah. So I guess if we catch that happening one way or another... Then I see. Yeah, I guess that sounds like a. Like a I hack. think we just ban Malin preemptively. That's probably what we need I, to do. I mean, I, I think that's the probably the best thing we can do. Yeah. Okay. Can we have more alcohol? Grubel needs a reason to drop real life and find the recipes. The update would probably be the place where we'll look at sort of uh, flashing out even more, and you know maybe even trying to play with alcohol mechanics and new things like that. So. Um, adding blood to be used to debuff players. I mean, sure, it's possible. Uh, sounds like a good PvE update uh, revision. Um, boat kickout glitch. Um, yeah, I should probably look at that. I think that's just not supposed to happen at all. I think that's probably like a five-minute fix. It's just there's another 600,000 other things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. 600 um, five-minute fixes. Also, should I mention, if Crip says your idea is good, you should probably put it in the suggestions forums because he marks like what he wants to do in there. C. Along no, the lines of uh, DFG's yeah, question. Oh, sorry. Yes, just, just generally suggestions forum sweet place if you have any ideas or something that you may have mentioned to us in passing it's a lot easier to manage uh you know a forum what post. we want to do what we need to do through there and it reminds us as well so but again if you've mentioned something now and you think yeah i'll put it down on the forums um yeah, I, I don't, I mean, the boat's glitch is just something that's supposed to be just be work like that. I think what that code used to be, people used to build one by one towers to get on a boat up top and then jump off the boat and then use that boat to block, block their fall damage. And then we changed how the flying into enemy towns and territory things worked, and I think that worked it. I think it's not supposed to kick you out of a boat if you're using one legitimately, so to speak. So it's probably not that hard of a fix. It's just one of the other tiny needles that I have to deal with. Um, building industry suggestions, selling house blueprints. Zone a building with a blank blueprint. Make it a filled blueprint. Player must have every item needed to build. I mean, that's a really cool idea, but it sounds like an awful lot of work. Um, I would say <laughs> just use Schematica to save the cool <laughs> things you build. 
and then sell the other players your Schematica stuff, and then they just yeah. use Schematica to build it. I mean, I think as that's something. As long as you, as long as you make it clear to them that you know the printer option isn't something that you that can work, use on yeah. but then you know. Or, sounds like. Oh, I think Google's implying that he wants a, an in-game way to print it. And I think that and, oh, to print it like a oh, to warp it in like an industry building. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's something that, like, as 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 much as we move, you know, away from completely bland vanilla Minecraft, I don't think we really want to go to the stage where it's you paste, know there paste, is no paste, sort of survival elements anymore. Yeah, and you know, building a town should feel a bit more of an accomplishment rather than I just walked in a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So. But I do like not, to, I mean, I would say... It's, it's a cool thought, I just... Do the Schematica thing, yeah, sell people's, uh, sell people's Schematica stuff that you've saved down or something. Can you make the combat timer 30 seconds or something more reasonably? And to Magpie. Yeah, the, the reason we made it <laughs> as long as it is... Um, is completely removing uh, a PvP logging rule that we've had pretty much more or less since the existence of the server seven, over seven years ago is... It's so easy to cheese and get out, you know, you're, you're technically in combat, but you found a, a way of, you know, fleeing and hiding in a hole or breaking enough blocks or putting enough blocks between you and your opponent that you can leave within, you know, a short space of time. So I think it's important that it is longer. It's a bit inconvenient for the few times that you are logging out in a, say, unsafe area, but I don't think it happens frequently enough for it to... I think it's more of a problem how people feel frustrated that, you know, they're clearly having a fight with somebody, but it's ruined because they just log out and disappear into thin air. It's it's just bad. So it sucks a little bit, but I, I really can't see it being reduced too much because we're just going to run into problems with PvP combat logging. So. Um. I, I'm really far back in time in terms of reading some of the things that haven't maybe got pinned that were questions, but yeah, I think I mean we we we, we mean to allow more options for maps in C train, so like you can do like yeah pick yeah, like yeah. a desert one or something. We're probably limited, but yeah. Yeah, we we literally take tiles that exist on local most likely, maybe you know edit them a small amount, but yeah. Um, Blade asked about a slash trade. Well, we used to have a slash trade thingy. Um, <laughs> People got very salty about it. <laughs> we had to remove it in the end. I think. Well, it wasn't working. Well, I think people were, people did not like it, and then it conveniently stopped working. I don't working think that's true. Why would you not it, like that? All it does is because we prevented people uh, from dropping items at spawn. Well, but you're not allowed to steal at spawn, so because we had issues with the rule where people were constantly going to admins that. Hey, somebody stole at spawn, and it was getting ridiculous. <laughs> That's why it. That still happens currently, though. Yeah, it still happens, which is why we had the trade plugin and said you couldn't drop items at spawn. Um, but people got so tilted that they couldn't drop items. That oh, you know, well, I don't, I don't think, think we. we to re it. I think we could still have item dropping at spawn. We could just add slash trade. I, I don't know. I, I, scamming happens, but it's so very, very rare. And if you think you're going to get somebody messing with your, your trade, just the you just go somewhere I else. I don't right? know why, why, why you can't just... Because that's a, that's a pain. You have to bring extra... <laughs> you have to bring shards now know. to all of your trades yeah, and stuff. Marvel brings up a good point. Born's not playing as much anymore, so... Really? Something to be talked about. Classic. 
Um, all right, let me go back to our original pin. Let's see what we haven't talked about. Selling lowered items for money, pay to win. Um, yeah, it has somebody, a, a couple people, I guess, are concerned about the pay to win aspect of Loka insofar as talking about the fact that people sell lord items for shards. Uh, they will, like, for tur during tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and I will agree it's the closest thing to pay to win that Loka's got, I guess. Um, I can't say that it's not. Because, it, I mean, speci literally speaking, you, if, you, if you're selling something for more shards than would otherwise be sold because you put a lore scroll on it, I guess you have bought more shards indirectly in the game. So technically, pay to win. It's very indirect, it's indirect. and it's it, it, and it's in the it's like it's not like I paid and bought a diamond sword that is better than other diamond swords that nobody could get without paying for. But I think it's not that big of a it's just not that big of an issue. I think. Well, well, I think the biggest problem with it is, I mean, obviously everything, anything that can be purchased with orbs, we've been very conscious to make sure it is visual and aesthetic only and it's not anything that gives you any sort of advantage which i think is the case the only way to get around that is by because these things are not account bound um is the reason why there's some sort of element of potentially pay to win the reason we can't really well i mean we can bind them to accounts but so many people you know will lock things for a friend or for somebody else and i think you're gonna end up pissing more people off by just saying, oh, you can only do it and it's bound to your account and forever. And then there's the other pay to win aspect of, oh, I've just lorded a diamond sword that's now bound to my account. Now I've just got an advantage. It, well, it's so you, difficult yeah. to avoid. Like no matter how, what way you look at it, however you try and prevent it, you're gonna have a way of pay to win in inverted commas. There's just, no, I can't see a way of getting around it, honestly. Well, and Other I think... than a rule and nobody wants to do that. That's right. Just... If, if the concern is that it's a slippery slope that it exists and the, the, the bigger worry is just, well, okay, what other things like that are they going to add that, that are more obviously pay to win? Well, I think we would then point to our new loot crate stuff that's coming out. And the whole point is that all of those are account locked and account usable only. And so and they can be because they, they are not, uh, you know, being added to an existing item in the game. They are just an aesthetic thing. Yeah, they're a visual swap, and so there's just no way, you just can't be pay to win there because you can't give it to anybody else. You can't trade it. We're not going to allow people to sell the dust that they get from dupes and stuff like that. It's completely account locked. So yeah. um, so if anything, the system is getting better over time because we're diluting the number of places you can spend orbs. As a result, we'll probably be adding even more ways to obtain free orbs in game for various things. And I think the problem's just going to get diluted even further. Yeah, so I, I don't think true. it's a it's a huge issue. It's something if we can avoid it, I'd love to avoid any sort of even remote pay to win thing. But as I say, it's whichever way you do it. If you're account locking lord up things, you you're going in the pay to win direction again. So I think we've got the best we can do at the moment. And you know, if things change in the future where we can do something clever to avoid it, then yeah, maybe we'll try and do. Uh, the last original player question before we go back to the ones asked during uh, was the when new territories, aka when's the eastern continent? The classic. Uh, every sort of state of the server is incomplete without this question, and the answer is no different than it has always been. We don't need it. Uh, we only need it for two reasons. 
We have gotten so big that there is no room on the continents, which is right now less true than it has ever been because there's all this neutral territory. Or two, Minecraft has released some major biome update, and no, the oceans is not enough to beget an entire new continent. So, yeah, I mean, in, in all fairness, like, the 1.13 update really doesn't add that much. If, if you break it down, it really doesn't It adds add a ton, but none of it is, like... Well, it's a ton of the same thing, it, it, really. I mean, it's it's not it's not like the 1.8 beta biomes update or whatever it was. Right. Uh, that one forced us to, to, to make an all-new continent almost immediately. Yeah, so... Which was funny, but that was back when we weren't sculpting continents. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in the ocean update, but, like, it's just underwater. That's it. So, in terms of blocks and, and stuff, that's right. by the way, oceans are not continents. Just uh, Yeah, a, an entire continent just it's underwater. That There's no reason for it. Now, it's, well, it's just not a continent. <laughs> absolutely, the eastern continent will most likely have one section of it that is predominantly a big underwater area. Maybe that will be when we have, like, an ocean-class T-Gen. But it's just not there yet. We just don't need it. Also, I'm all, I'm spent after building Balak and, and Ravina. My, I, yeah, my, I spent all my uh, <laughs> my my world painter uh, we're, energy we're, on we're it. Both, we're both. I need another like ball. six months before I can do one of those again. <laughs> so, but right. yeah, there's. I mean, in terms of the ocean stuff, we can add it through the existing oceans. Um, we can add it in, you know, around maybe resource aisles. There's lots of different ways we can do it that don't involve, you know enormous like brand new landmass or something it, it just doesn't seem to make too much sense with the ocean stuff Rayward asks so when am i going to fix the ancient ingot bug and at which point i'm going to respond what ancient ingot bug and then move on yeah as far as, as far as I'm i learned two things bugs. about ancient ingot bugs today that there aren't bugs people just um they don't know how to use them and for if everyone who's listening has ever heard anybody go i can't buy things from vendors we found out today that there is a thing in options and controls called touchscreen mode. Apparently that blocks you from no doing normal, natural shift-click things in Minecraft, which breaks a lot of stuff. So if you have that on, that's probably why you can't buy Turn from vendors. Turn off touchscreen mode. <laughs> if, 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 you can't, if ancient ingots aren't working for you, I, I think you just aren't using them right. It's possible, however unlikely, that there, were, there was a couple of ancient ingots that were just like the wrong kind and didn't work. But you just right-click it, it picks it up into your, into your mouse, and you hover over the broken item, and then you left click. That's how you use them. And that's it. Um, oh, uh, I think Ray Ward is referring to the Ravina uh, That we, we fixed that like within like several hours of that bug starting. If you've got some old bad ones, then just uh, let us, one of us know. We can swap them out yeah. for, for good ones. If, if they do not work, that's not a problem. If we're moving the or you whoever was doing the pinning was doing a great job and then they completely stopped because uh, I'm I'm do, I'm an hour away I'm I'm at two twenty two p.m. which is an over an hour ago and I'm finding questions that weren't pinned yet. If we're moving the orb space stuff in this new building at spawn, will you also move lore scrolls and stat track vendors into it? Um, probably for the stat track vendor, yes. Um, it's it's difficult. Lydia like, having the lore scrolls in the library kind of makes sense to me still, but well, I guess well, I think they both make sense. It's it's a difficult one whether really we want to go from the convenience standpoint of putting everything in one place, or whether we want the whole you know feeling more like a town, feeling more RP. Yeah, we um, like that every building at spawn has a purpose, and we would be taking the purpose. Well, the library would still have a purpose, but I don't know. 
The new building goes across from the museum, by the way. So if that changes your opinion because you have to run farther to do it, then reconsider your question, maybe, I guess. Yeah, we didn't want the building in the middle of nowhere. We don't want to shove people shove it in people's faces that you know hey there's there's orbs you can spend and things we, we want it kind of as far out the way as possible and as make it very clear it's a completely optional thing and i don't want people to feel kind of forced into it or anything uh, carrie has a quest uh, or she did uh, a long time ago um again i think with these sort of pve updates we can start re-adding with our own sort of job plugin various quests and things. Uh, when, when are we going to add a battle royale for Loka? Uh, Quite simply, that sounds like a really easy thing to add. <laughs> Just because uh, there's a thousand servers <laughs> in one. Before battle royale even existed, the Minecraft had the collapsing um, world border thingy. So, I mean, I don't know. Sounds like a good different version of Marathon, where rather than running a straight line, you just... It's... I mean... Yeah. Whatever. It's basically Hunger Games in one. It is. It's no different. Uh, any updates on the new website reworks, Gahoo? Question mark. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to get, like, uh, get, like, cow prod out and start poking them or something. Oh, Scooz says he's doing like a new Eldritch bot, but then uh, Maxopoly seems to be making something that potentially could compete with it. And now Scooz's got his panties in a twist because he's got a competitor, <laughs> and now it's a, a nuclear arms race for who can build a better Eldritch Which bot. Which is good. I, I love I love competition, and, and I love that uh, there are these uh, sites that people are making. I think it's really, really cool. What, I actually get speak about that a little bit more. Uh, we we would like to further open access to thing to data about loca in terms of like an api where you could remotely ask things about a player that you could see and find um and also right now it's just 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 because screw who wrote eldritch bot yeah. works really well that it and loca talk to each other whenever there's a fight ending but what i'd rather probably sooner do is just make it so that that there's a general thing that that, that developers can do to to get like the latest battle logs and stuff like that and i think well, no, it'll, it'll happen long before that website we can, happens because it's you know, slow and that's never going to be like a year and a half before he ever gets around to doing it. Um, but the, an API is something that's easy <laughs> that I can add relatively quickly. And then anybody who wants to, any other developers, people who are coders or web developers and stuff like that, if they want to take battle logs and do cool stuff with them, then at least everyone can have access to it. So, uh, how far along are yeah. new town industries? They're not happening. Yada, yada, yada. They're not. They could happen. They are not happening presently. Well, TV uh, levitation model. Quality of life. No, uh, no we, we refuse could to use something be implemented for the players to organize tournaments. <laughs> the same with that. Uh, yeah, I I want to I want to do something like that that works with. I hate the way this website sounds because there's just no way to sound it. It's it's, it's like saying watermelon, except it's challenge. <laughs> um, but that thing has an API that's really Challenge. easy to use, and I've <laughs> yeah to formalize like Silverhand tournaments or anybody else where you could type a few things to set up like tournaments. I think that'd be really cool to do. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite a difficult thing in a sense for people having 
different. It's one of those things that I would love to do, but it might, it's just a lot. It's a lot, probably but, more effort than I realize it needs to be, and that's something that tournaments are great part of Loka, but they're just it's not like the thing that needs to be done right at this moment. I mean, what what we'd rather is people with as could do as much of it on their end in terms of player-run tournaments. Like I can imagine when once we've got you know season five arenas and some of the battlegrounds back up oh, to yeah. their former glory that you well, know we can start hosting so, silver and, tournaments. And then Butchering uh, is running this Loka League so. uh, series thingy, which is super cool and I'm super excited about. It. I guess. To, to basically to piggyback off of what Mag's saying is if we start to see lots mm. and lots more people than just Silverhand run tournaments I think that that kind of thing expedites my motivation to write those things it's just a lot of people uh, every time there's a Silverhand well, yeah. tournament a lot of people we'll are like oh okay how do I set up a tournament I'm like you just gotta um, run it we'll set uh, up an event zone and exactly no one has ever actually succeeded in running a PvP tournament that wasn't Silverhand a lot of people have wanted to or tried or Oh yeah, well they were the first. They were before Silverhand. We had New Ibish back I'm guessing in the day. since Silverhand, um, a lot of people have said I want to, or I'm mm -hmm. going to, or I nearly am, but no one's actually carried through. And I don't think that we need to add a tournament system for people to do it as much as you know, because there's a lot of work involved beyond just having that slash tournament command. So, um, yeah. Danny has just realized that the state of the server was today, so he's a badman. Well, it's all good. Healer, Healer had a tournament last time. <laughs> I'm reading dot dot dot. Let me play that elevator music again. Well, would it be possible for resource islands to become town specific? Well, I think <laughs> that we kind of answered that with the player individual resource. I have no idea. What does that even mean? Yeah, so I think we already talked about that. Oh, you um, mean specific the resources How soon promotions? Yeah. You know, not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really need them right now. Uh, they come when we need them, and mm -hmm. we, are, we are a bit far off. So, later, I guess, is the question. But Ravina is not a pool of weak towns, such as Tribe of Valencia, Vittoria. I feel like we, that was too long ago to remember what the point there was. Um, skipping a bit. Yeah, I guess you can re-ask your questions in the admin. If we have missed any, any questions and haven't answered it. Um, we're just, yeah. Sorry. We're just, and now well, I'm, at, I'm, I'm at an hour I'm ago. Sort of oh, caught up myself. So, <laughs> when will the you new PVP go, yeah. thingy start so we can earn fancy new? Oh, okay, that's season five. Uh, in oh, terms of yeah, first and them. third world portals, uh, yeah, they're, they're still. Uh, they're still quite hard to access, I believe. So, no. We, we haven't worked out just how to turn them on just Commands yet. Commands for guilds uh, and towns. What? They're not forgotten. They're not forgotten. Flying and allied towns as a toggleable perm or as a builder perm. Maybe. Uh, levitation module. No. Um... In the essence of time, so we can kick the. I think we should, you know, we should, we can, this thing can drag on for far too long. And I'll, I'll, I'll say officially like one more set of things before we open it up to people can hang out, because then we can just organically talk about whatever we want. Um, yeah. Well, I want to. Of course. Oh, do you know what that's talking about? 
come on for guilds and towns. I'll just quickly just if well if if you're talking about guilds and things like I can only imagine it's a somewhat uh, complex mechanic on its own, and it's the sort of thing where a suggestion forum post of how it would work, oh, yeah, what yeah. it is, etc. Well, so what I want to talk and, about know, is like just it, a sliver of the things that, that we, we know we do want to add for the quality of life update. Um, but first, has the admin team considered having town portals that mm -hmm. dump players out in different places based on rank? That sounds like way too much work, but I think the intra-town portal at level 25 is probably the closest thing to doing that. That we that we can get you, just like at least that way you can have a level five, or like just a level X. It's how it's wherever you want that to go. If you want that portal to go someplace for any member, you just gate it behind something that certain level members can't access. So, uh, just because it's easy doesn't yeah, mean we should add it. Place. Purple, <laughs> um, but to, to but town jobs um, in quality of life update, Sku smartly suggested I think that just to have a town job where you can. Um, basically run a town command automatically. It's like a command block. So with with limits, we would say these are the types of commands that you can like have completing a job in your town execute, like G promote player. And so that when they complete one specific quest, it just fires that command off. And so you can make a quest that promotes a player or demotes a player or gives them a title or whatever. And I think that's a great base. That's, that's like... Here's what you can do in a town. Now you can have your jobs do any of those things in a town. Get creative and have fun. I think that's a great idea. Um, frankly, I don't even remember what the other things are, Mag. Do you? There's other stuff. But. Uh, well, what, what we know we're doing for in quality. In terms of what specifically? Probably too far just, away to, to worry about right now at this rate, but. Um. Fixing bugs, basically. Well, just, I mean, there's, I, okay, there's so. a lot of things. I mean, it's it's whether you know. It, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of things with bugs. There's there's sort of more minor features, and it's whether they end up coming under that update or the PVE update. A lot of, with a lot of cases, whether it be you know fix finishing off you know industries and whatnot, or you know whether we're talking NPCs about religion, towns, how big um probably it's it's one of the last things in, we want to do I, I would want to be concerned or sure that loka just doesn't lag period like ever before we like can go oh you can start adding npcs all over the place um. well and it's also you know i think things like the jobs plugin probably still needs another pass on it before we'd be happy with them giving those NPCs a purpose, a reason. Also, just it's just the, the, just the, the minimum but, prestige know. requirement to accept a job is another one. I think a lot of people have gotten around that by just putting, I guess, job signs that they don't want member access to behind certain member level areas. Oh, doors. The ability to make a door lockable and unlockable. A, just make the door its own town member level requirement rather than like having to be like doing these little two block selections to say that this door in a level five zone, only this door can be open and closed and stuff like that. That's kind of crap we would add. Um, floating emerald instructions for town. That's a, that's a really good question and something that I've always thought would be kind of a cool thing for towns to be able to have. It's just things like that. The actual editing of that is always yeah. kind of onerous. Like it's a cool thing to add, but how much it, it takes a lot of effort if you want to, 
Nah, it's really not that hard. It's just one of those things where it's like create, and here's the text lines one's two. On the town like point that. of view. But then you gotta be able to edit it. You gotta be able to stand near one to delete it or remove it or move it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's cool, but I I worry that people that the request for that is is actually sort of lying or it's not lying. It's it's the real problem is that you if you want emeralds for your town to describe how your town works, that sounds more like you don't have enough people in your town to actually like give people tours. And you're trying to offload that work onto emeralds, where I think that if you've... This sounds like the classic case of, here's a person that's invited like three 3,000 people into their town, but they've never... But they're never actually around to tell the new people anything about the town. And I'm not gonna expand on that comment, because I think people know some towns that did that, it 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 kind of hurts the new player. They're like, here's a cool town, and the person's like, welcome to my town, figure it out, see, I gotta go. And then they like, they don't learn anything, and so they quit. Yeah, they, to be they with tend people. to join a multiplayer so, server for playing with other people. Otherwise, there's, there's not a huge difference from just opening up Minecraft in single player, so. That said, there's, we could add more of our own because we I automatically do it for certain towns. We, like, we automatically um, put one in towns for like the town chest, the town portal, like industries. Like We could do a few more, I guess, but... Right, specific warped-in stuff, for sure. Um, yeah. Subgrade server host. I don't... There's, there's only so much upgrading a server host it's, can help. A lot of it is... It's partially... There are still things we can run, do. Especially our own. There, co well, there comes a limit where you I want know, to tell you guys okay, how Minecraft point, works yes, and why, a new and why eventually mini game servers are so much more popular than hundreds of player survival servers. And the reason is Minecraft isn't multi-threaded. And when you ask what that means, everyone's like, "I got a four-core computer, or I've got an eight-core computer, or whatever." You know, uh, each of those cores is a thread. Think of it that way. Minecraft can only run on one of those. Locust Host has eight cores. And only one of them can be used for for Loka because of how Minecraft is written. And so, if it were multi-threaded or could use multiple cores, you would find Minecraft to be a lot more supportive of survival stuff. And there's, so there's basically the way people get around that is they run multiple versions of the server. And so the one thing I've always said that we would do if we got big enough, yeah, I've always mentioned this whole well, I move each continent like to a, a server like a that way Calros can lag, but it doesn't affect. <laughs> the other two continents and stuff like that. That's still something that I reserve, my, I might do if we grow enough, um, but we we only peek out for fights, and the reason mm -hmm. the fights lag isn't because the server hardware isn't good enough, and it's not because we're lagging. It's, there's some other, there, there are other reasons for it. Sometimes it's hoppers, sometimes it's no cheat plus being laggy. We're, we're basically, every time we fight, Every time you guys do a big fight with like over like 60 people, basically all the admins are doing is, t is tossing the timings report, which is like the performance snapshot of the server back and forth to each other and looking it up. Like, I can't stress to you enough how much we just sit there and stare at these numbers and charts and graphs to try to figure out exactly what's, what's causing lag and what's not causing lag. Um, so we're on it, like as hard as possible, but... Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's just not as simple yeah. as a, a simple. Oh, I'm going to download. By the some way, more RAM online something something right. actually, it doesn't work like that. Like, just get more computers. And they they basically have the fastest single core computers that they've got. Yeah. We just don't have a time dilation yet for for Foca. We don't want that, of course. So. 
Um, all right, we'll do like a couple more questions and then we'll just open the <laughs> channel. How come Silverhand gets like 20 NPCs? I don't know what you're talking about. They don't. Uh, one for every industry. Um, I mean, yeah, there's one for every industry and the top one. Um, I know I know towns like Hilo have yeah, um, used water to tactfully move their NPCs. <laughs> so so they've managed but to put their miner in their museums no uh, for aesthetic purposes. Um, uh, incentivizing people to leave the forums. Well, you get... It, you can't force people there to are a use the forums. Things you to, can incentivize them to, to sign up for I forums mean, by giving them orbs and stuff, which is what we did with Discord. Doesn't make them use it. Just knows they just right. know that it's a way to get that cheap. Right, which is something we want to do. People who point. don't. And that's why but, but when, we, when people come to us with suggestions, it, you'll I find I think a lot of people have probably gotten used to this at this point. They'll be like, "I have a suggestion," and I'm like, "Great, put it on the forums. <laughs> don't tell me. Mm. I want people to." But what, what's what's interesting is that the, the number of people who have a suggestion versus the number of people who want to put the effort into writing a forum thread, which most people would sit there and think, well, that's no effort at all. Well, I think that well, the, the reason we do that... People seem to purposeful. still struggle with even I say, that. great, put it on the forums. And if you don't have the... If you're not willing to do that at all, then I don't think... It's like I don't want to. I want to meet you in the middle. Like I love to see your suggestion. I want you to put your suggestion on the forums because I want other people to look yeah. at your suggestions that aren't just me and Mag and people, and and come up with things to either improve it or not. And if you're not willing to put your thing out there, uh, to put your suggestion out there, then you maybe not aren't you maybe you aren't suggesting it or you maybe you're not doing it because you know it's not a very good mm. idea or if you're worried about. It. I mean, there is no greater rigor to the suggestion process mm. than putting it in front of the whole server and letting people. <laughs> You know, tear it apart. If they tear it apart and tear it down, then that's probably not something we were going to add to the server in the first place. But there have been some. I, yeah. I can promise you, it's a lot more effort for us like, to implement these somebody things. Somebody said, than add a brewing plugin. And I'm like, okay, and then I did it. And it's one of, the, one of people's favorite things. Like, if it's great and if it's well thought out, we love to see that, and there's a way better chance of us implementing it than just saying, well, I like this, put it in the server, please, and DM on Discord. That doesn't. That's probably yeah. not likely going to get it done. So. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, perhaps we've we've got an argument against it because maybe we've tried something similar in the past. There's no, there's no problem with that. It's, you know, it's good to discuss things and go, oh, you know what, maybe it wouldn't work, or maybe it would work, or maybe we could change it and it would work in this way instead sort of thing so it's I, I think it comes down to the maturity of people as well i think forums tend to attract a more mature audience than say you know discord where anybody can chat and they get an immediate response from people and things all right i'm I gonna call it the official end of the state well. of the server the part where i hit stop and then this is the part which goes on soundcloud later um so thank you guys for joining us um this is not the end of the state of the server. We'll do the thing where you guys can come back in and hang out and chat and stuff like that. But in terms of the official state of the server ending, we're going to call it quits. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, hopefully this was informative. As always, ask questions on DMs or forums or whatever. Don't suggest things unless it's on the forums, of course. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. <laughs>